0: This is Onis on Opas, a fan podcast where we talk about our favorite aspects of Korean dramas, most especially the leading men of K dramas, aka our K
1: drama boyfriends, aka Opas. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onis. I am Susie. And
0: I am Lynn. And we like to begin each episode by. Giving thanks to some of the providers of the bounty that we are about to feast upon in the episode ahead. So, Susie, to whom
1: would you like to say *jamakismita*? I mean, I know most of my thank yous are like quite broad, (laughs) (laughs) and this sometimes and this is gonna be the same. It's not gonna be different <laughs> but I just and this is like the broadest sense I just I just want to thank everyone who is just lending me support I feel like last week I did specify like friends or something mm-hmm. or the week before I don't know but like work continues to be a beast and mm-hmm. I'm just like feeling like I just don't have enough time to do sort of anything that I want to do you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's really cutting into my K drama watching time which Really annoys me. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm still, you know, friends, folks at work who are like also helping me out and just things in the world that are indirectly also making me able to like sort of redirect energy or, um, you know, make pods of time for myself. Um, is sustaining me, has sustained me in the last couple weeks. So thank you to all of you. You, some of you might not know who you are, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, it's okay. You know, that's, that's all right. Um, so yeah, I just, even like having to be able to like do this recording right now, you know, Mm -hmm. is giving me like reason to like structure things in a certain Mm. way, um, to make it happen so that's also you know stuff like that which um, I'm just thankful I'm just thankful for the things in the universe that are <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> that are just like working together to like just help me out in this time where I feel like I'm just yeah. like running and running and running and I'm like yeah. running out of gas <laughs> a little mm. bit but like there are some people that are like pedaling along with me or like pushing me along or (laughs) pulling me along or like here's a can of gas it's only like one cup but you can like move on a little bit longer you know yeah it's this kind of thing so yay yay like goodness in the world (laughs) right if you're putting out positive vibes in the world we would like
0: to say kamsamida for what you do Uh, I mean, that's so lovely, Suze. Mine, once again, is related to technology and is extremely mundane, but nevertheless, (laughs) uh, I don't know if I've mentioned before, I am primarily an Apple device user. Mm -hmm. I watch Mm -hmm. almost, I would say 90% of the K-dramas I watch are on my iPad, Mm -hmm. and One of the things, and maybe uh, Android devices have this too, because I really have almost no experience with Android devices, but Mm
2: -hmm.
0: one of the things that I really, really enjoy when I am watching K-dramas, and a lot of streaming apps, some streaming apps have this, Netflix does not have this, the feature is called Handoff, where you can automatically switch From, like, if I'm watching something on my iPad and now I want to keep watching the same thing on my phone. Yeah. You can do that and it will pick up, like, exactly where you left off on your other device. Like you don't even have to stop it. It'll just like, do you want to switch over to this device now? Yes, <laughs> I do. Please do that. Wow. And that feature is called handoff. And mm-hmm. I really love it. I use it pretty much every day because I'm usually like watching something while I'm getting ready for bed. And mm-hmm. then I'll switch it over my to my phone
2: mm-hmm.
0: when I'm trying to go to sleep. And I'll be lying on my side looking at it. Anyway, <laughs> that's more information <laughs> than anybody wanted. But thank you, developer of handoff you make my <laughs> life a little bit better so uh, speaking of all these things that we get to watch Suze, what have you been watching since the last time we recorded
1: not much still as previously yeah. mentioned there's just like not enough time in the day anymore um, recently so um i uh, still continuing King the Land very slowly, um, mm-hmm. which I think the conclusion is right now. Just I'm just watching for u 9 Juno because they are the only good things <laughs> about the show. Yeah, I mean you know it's just like like I said before, it had like some good ingredients, but they're not making use of it, and it's just Boy, yeah. Everything else is just forgettable and not interesting enough mm-hmm. to like keep our keep my attention anyway. So yeah. Yeah. you know, I will finish it. Um, but i I don't know that you know it's not a priority. <laughs> it's not a priority for sure. It's just like I fill in like if I have an hour here, I will like be like, mm-hmm. okay, or like you know might be like the last thing I watch before going to bed. While mm-hmm. I'm even, like, doing other stuff, because I do not have to pay, like, that right. much attention Absolutely. to right. to it. Um, so that, and uh, we are both watching W, um, mm-hmm. which so far has been delightful and suspenseful mm-hmm. and full of questions, but we're only at episode two, so we shall see. But enjoyable so far. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'm watching School 2015 in preparation for our opa of the day, <laughs> Mister Nam Hyuk. Um, but I mean, see again, no, not enough time. <laughs> yeah, in the day that I am uh nowhere near finished, but I will say, um, that. Uh, I will I will finish it. I'm pretty sure. yeah um, it, it's one of those things that sort of surprised me and mm. here's the thing like I I didn't know what to expect and then when I in the first episode, I made it as full of school bullying. Um, but here's the thing though the it's called school 2015. It's not the first school. Show school 2013 i think was the first one um and they really focus on school so Mm -hmm. the thing is they tap into all the different school situations so the Mm -hmm. first thing that they tackled was sort of a form of school bullying like it's not your both typical and sort of a more layered kind of, not really direct school bullying, but mm. a thing that happens because of people's attitudes or expectations and that mm-hmm. kind of thing that I thought was, like, quite interesting, actually. Um, and unexpected. Like, it just had, like, so many layers. That I was like, wow, this is... Yes, not- nothing is black and white. There's, like, so many shades of gray. Mm. And, you know, there are times when... It's not just, like, one person's fault, right? Like, it's, like, Mm -hmm. a um, combination of things that happen Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. causes a situation, right? So they really, like, I thought did a really good job in that, like, sort of first vignette. And now they are examining, um, like, the pressure, academic pressure. So, like, the kids who are really like they're just academically not capable you know that's just not their strong suit but their parents want them to achieve go to college Mm -hmm. and so they go into like this like mega exclusive tutoring but they Mm -hmm. like can't keep up and it's like frustrating for everybody um and they like you know of course then feel inadequate like they cannot please their parents they feel Mm -hmm like super dumb compared to their friends and mm. all this stuff so that is like sort of the current um mini story in there uh-huh. um mm-hmm. but they're just like examining so each character sort of gets it looks like it's gonna get a little spotlight with like their mm-hmm. own sort of inner problems um, and you know some kids have like really bad like home lives and that's affecting like mm. how they act at school sure. you know that yeah. sort of thing and then there's just like at the overarching story which is sort of like a mystery um oh and this happens in the first episodes i'll just tell you so there's the one girl who is an orphan so she lives in uh you know smaller town and mm. she is being bullied at school um okay But it turns out that she has a twin sister. They got separated when they were like either babies or little. And her twin sister lives in Seoul and was adopted by this really nice lady who is like not mega rich or anything, but they're like fine. You know, they're like well to do enough. Um, And that sister had a school trip to this small town, to this smaller Mm -hmm. town. And that sister knows about her twin sister and has been sort of communicating with her as somebody else um and so she is now trying to meet up with her twin sister okay but things happen there's like just terrible of course injustice regarding the bullying and all this stuff Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. miss uh other twin (laughs) miss twin (laughs) the twin in the smaller town who is Mm -hmm. at she's still living at the orphanage so the one from the orphanage um has thoughts to Mm. unlive herself so she wants to jump into the river but uh it turns out she survives somebody her twin sister comes and like Mm -hmm. rescues her and so she is found now in the hospital but she had lost Mm -hmm. her memory like she has like a kind of like partial amnesia i'm not sure yeah but she's Mm -hmm. like the other girl's mom has been like looking for her because she disappeared right so this Mm -hmm. has been like days or something right and they're on a school trip and she had disappeared and so the mom Mm -hmm. now is like coming to this town to like do flyers with her picture and be like if you Mm -hmm. find her Mm -hmm. and all this stuff you know gosh yeah, and so th- somebody called her and was like, "Hey, she's in the hospital." And mm-hmm. she goes, and of course, because she lost her memory, she's like, "I don't know." But then, oh, like, oh no, yes, <laughs> yes. So they are. So she is now living. You know, she got switched to live with the mother. Oh my But we gosh. do not know what happened to the other twin. Right. So, so we the don't. Twin who didn't lose her memory? Right. So that's one mystery. But then. Prior to that, the this other twin that's in Seoul also has, like, some disturbing things happen to her. Like, there's mysterious text messages that are, like, oh. sort of threatening and also, like, oh, don't you remember what happened last year kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is having, like, also a hard time, but we don't know why. We don't know right. what the context is at all. And then Nam Joo Hyuk is, <laughs> once again, a swimmer. <laughs> So I mean, he's a <laughs> They gotta find some way to get his shirt off soon. <laughs> so he's a student athlete and he and um the soul twin have been friends since they were like eight years old. You know, they're oh, okay. old friends, but he obviously has a crush on her. Um but she you know, she has like such a sort of difficult personality at school. I mean she has friends, mm-hmm. she's not like an outcast or loner or anything like that I mean she has a Mm -hmm. group of friends and you know that class in general seems to be like pretty good um even though they're you know they're just like kids um Mm -hmm. but she she's known to have sort of like a very uh I don't care attitude you know like if Uh people start doing stuff like she's not gonna be overly nice she's gonna be like oh what are you doing I'm gonna leave because I don't want to be involved with this you know Mm -hmm. she's she's that kind of girl um Anyway, Namjoo Hyuk and um, Sung Jae from Goblin um, are like the two main guys and Kim so Hyun is our uh, female lead. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's... So there's like some really interesting things happening that I really like want to know. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so good that they're like really focusing on, like, school problems um, Mm -hmm. as, like, the main issues, and, like, slowly we're learning who the parents are of these kids, Uh and, like, what they do, how different they are, how they're treated at home, you know, as they, like, delve into the different kids, then we get, like, really introduced to their, like, home life. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, because we do meet them, like, sort of, Mm -hmm. like, randomly, but they don't really like tell you, like mm-hmm. who's their child or like what their relationship with anybody is. Like, there's a detective, and then there's this kind of super mom that is organizing the like private tutoring thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like head of PTA or something. You know, it's like kind of that right, right. sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. So now, like, we're starting to learn, like, oh, this is your child. This one is your child. Right, right. And this one is your child, you know, and, like, no wonder (laughs) or whatever, you know, these kinds of things. So I thought that's, like, pretty good. Um, And our, you know, our young actors look like they're in high school, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. I totally believe you're in high school and they're you know having you know just like friend drama life drama but yeah i i do like how they're presenting it i i do like how the format is so far um so we shall see but the latest development i'm on episode i finished episode six and (laughs) the bully from the like small town moved mm. to this same school now in seoul oh so okay dun 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 <laughs> dun 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 um, yes. so that is some so you know i don't know yet if i can recommend it but it has right, right. kept my attention for yeah for a bit now and i'm not like like there are bits that i'm like okay i don't have to pay like full attention but like mm-hmm. when they are like discussing some stuff i'm like okay what is happening right now you know like yeah um yeah so anyway that is all right what i'm watching Yeah. <laughs> what about you lynn
0: well since the last time we recorded i have wrapped up quite a few things mm. a couple things that i had been uh watching over an extended period I watched the rest of Where Stars Land, which I feel like I've mentioned a number of times in catch-ups because I've been sort of, like, non-committally working my way through it and was Hmm. very, like, yeah, it's fine, it's Mm -hmm. whatever. That is not really how I felt about it by the end. I mean, I wouldn't say hate-watching, but this show has a lot, (laughs) lot of problems, Um, Hmm. which, you know, I'll talk more about at a later time, but uh there was a lot of i had a lot of frustration with things that made no sense um you know it's set in an airport which mm. i've said before i really like dramas that sort of introduce me to a field of work that I'm not familiar with like mm-hmm. even if it's not the most realistic representation of that like lots of times right. there'll be things that I never thought of before and right. I mean this was not different from that as far as I really never thought about like the the airport and sort of um, the the struggle between like service to passengers like being a public service mm entity and being a commercial entity like those Mm. two you know because there's a struggle behind the scenes between the department who's like in charge of the shops and the money-making enterprises that run out of the airport and the customer service team for instance who has to like take care of people Mm. um so that was interesting to me but also the, the downside of setting it in this, in an airport is, like, everybody's been to an airport. Or, like, most people who are watching <laughs> these dramas have yeah. been to an airport. Sure. And there are definitely things that I was like, that would not fly in an airport. No pun intended. <laughs> like, that... I mean, there, there were so many times, and this is a 32-episode half-hour uh-huh. drama.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And out of those 32 episodes, there were so many times. I mean, like, I feel like almost once an episode that I would be like, that would never be allowed to happen in an airport. And I'm certainly not, you know, a super seasoned world traveler. You have traveled internationally much more than I have, but I've traveled some internationally. And it is my impression from, you know, from my limited experience that in international airports in non-us airports security personnel don't play like yeah you don't like you don't do anything that's against the rules like you will be exited out of the airport real quick <laughs> right and there is a bunch of things that i was like this would never be like there's one point when a group of like i guess they're sort of unlicensed cab drivers that's a little bit vague but anyway there's like there's been a crackdown on them and so they're not allowed to like do what they want to do at the airport and make a living and so they come into the office mm. where like the staff is you know behind the scenes at the airport and like stage a protest in their office and i was like this is the airport like <laughs> randos can't just get into the office yeah at the airport yeah. Uh huh. And, like, why do they not call security the moment this happened? Like, it just makes yeah. no sense that this would be allowed to happen. <laughs> um, and a couple of other things like that that I'm like, where is, like, they have five security people at any one time and they're all in the same place? Like, that is not how airports work. I'm sorry. That's not how security works at the airport. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. Anyway, I feel like I've talked enough about it. I was relieved to be done with it, but I have a lot of notes and I do not recommend Where Stars Land. Mm, Okay. Uh, I also finished King the Land, so I'm a Mm -hmm. little ahead of Susie on that. Mm -hmm. To use, to steal a phrase from Susie, this show was a nothing burger to me. (laughs) Like, I so, like, even by the end, I didn't care about the the main character's story, such as it was, quote-unquote story. Like, there was so little story in this Mm. show. There was Mm -hmm. so much PPL in this show Mm -hmm. that was, like, you know, shoehorned in there. Um, And I just, you know... I mean, I guess it was fine, but I just wanted it to be done by the end because I didn't care about the characters. And I feel like, you know, it was like that feeling when... You know that they've thrown a bunch of perfectly good food into the dumpster because like the banquet is over or something. Like that was sort of how mm. I felt about this show. Like it had so many good ingredients, it had so much going it had so much going for it from the outset and then they just like threw it in the dumpster like they couldn't be bothered to write an actual good drama. It was it was real disappointing, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um so I finished that. Susie already talked about W which I am loving. I really it's hard for me to only watch the episodes that we agreed to watch and talk about because I really want to know what happens. Um but I will. I'll follow the rules cuz I'm a rule follower. Uh I started watching Anna on mm-hmm. um on Amazon with Bay Susie. It's real short. I I started originally, there's also a director's cut, which is eight episodes. Uh And then the regular edit is six episodes. And I was like, oh, it's only eight episodes. I'll watch the director's cut. Nope. Made it to the end of the first director's (sighs) cut episode and was like, I am switching over to the regular cut because it was so slow. And it's one of these shows where... It's just always tense the whole time. Like, the tension is at 11 throughout the whole thing. And I Mm -hmm. guess people enjoy that, but I am not one of those people. Um, So, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler. It's pretty much, like, in the synopsis of what the show is. (laughs) That, like, the whole premise of the show, basically, is because of reasons, Susie's character winds up, like, basically... Adopting the identity of another person. Mm. And so the whole time you're afraid she's going to get caught. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like the whole tension of the show is that she's going to get busted for the fact that she's not who everybody thinks she is. And like, even for six hours, I'm like, this is real fatiguing. And all the characters are terrible. Almost all the characters are terrible. Like Susie's character is not very sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I will get to the end because there's only like the the episodes aren't even an hour long in the Mm. regular edit. They're like Mm -hmm. 45 minutes. I think the last very last episode is like 52 minutes. I can make it through the last half. I've watched the first half so far. I do kind of want to know what happens, but mostly it's just real stressful. And I don't like any of the characters. So Mm -hmm. Mm. I can't... So far, I can't recommend Anna. Maybe it will turn around and I'll be like, I was wrong. It's really great. It all makes sense at the end. But Mm -hmm. so far, I'm real underwhelmed with Anna. Um, I watched the first episode and a half of Reply 1994, which I've had on my watch list for ages mm-hmm. and so far I'm underwhelmed um, you know, I'm, one of the reasons why I really wanted to watch it was because of Yoo Yu Yeon Suk and in the middle of the second episode he has yet to appear, which I mean, I guess it's <laughs> not like outrageous but he's like one of the leads of the show so,
2: <laughs> anyway
0: um you know, I mean, and it's gonna be hard to compare. It has so many similarities to Reply nineteen eighty eight, which obviously I love so much. But mm-hmm. so far, it really pales in comparison to that. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of the aspects that I love about that show, which is like the whole community and the camaraderie and everything. Like, it's completely missing those mm-hmm. aspects. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, I really like Go Ara, but she's no Hei-Ri, so Anywhos, <laughs> uh, oh, I will for sure go back to it and give it more of a chance than one and a half episodes, but that's what I've watched so far of that. And then I started A Piece of Your Mind, which I've, you've heard Susie talk about a number of times. She really yeah. loved it, and mm-hmm. so I've been wanting to watch it for a while I am about halfway through episode six. It is a 12-episode drama, so I'm almost halfway. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to end up loving it as much as Susie Mm. did. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, So far, I mean, I feel like the first two episodes could have been like if they made a show called Vague Booking. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like the whole first two episodes is just characters talking to each other about stuff that the audience doesn't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, but what are you even talking about? For two episodes, (laughs) like, (laughs) no information is revealed. And then, you know, I mean, arguably, like, the pivotal thing of the show at Mm -hmm. least of what has happened so far of what I've seen, happens at the end of episode two. And I was real unhappy about what happens at the end of episode two, like Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons, which I won't go into because it's huge spoilers. But um, yeah, I was not excited about that. And it's still like even almost halfway through, I feel like there's so much that I don't understand about what is going on. Which, mm-hmm. as a viewer, is just kind of frustrating. Like early in episode six, a thing happens, and uh, one of the one of the employees at the technology company where Jung Hae mm-hmm. In is like the co head of it, mm-hmm. um, like figures out a thing and like says something about it, and Jung Hae In gets real mad and like makes him delete a bunch of stuff. And the guy's like, I don't understand. And the other co-head says to him, like, yes, you must be really frustrated with your good brain not to understand. And I was like, yes, that is how I feel right now. (laughs) It's like, I am desperately Mm -hmm. trying to understand, Mm -hmm. like, what is going on in this show? Like, all of the things that are motivating these characters and people, I mean, talk about people not using their words, like... There's so much that has not been revealed yet. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm really hoping that it will come out and like, it'll be like how I felt about um, Radiant. Mm. That's like, there's stuff that doesn't make sense, but then by the end, like it's wrapped up and it does make sense. And like in context, you understand. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's going to be like that, (laughs) but so far I'm, you know... Pretty, pretty frustrated. And I don't really like a lot of the characters. I mean, the one, the husband guy is just terrible. And I do not feel empathy for him because he's just terrible to everyone all the time. And even Jung Hae-in is not that nice all the time. A lot mm-hmm. of the time so far. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that will change, but so far he's, you know kind of a selfish jerk a lot of the time so anywho that's where I am halfway through once I you know once I watch more of it and have my fully formed opinion I'll be really anxious to talk about it with you Suze (laughs) because I know you really love it and so far I'm like (laughs) I just don't even know what's going
1: on so I don't know if I I could love it or not like honestly it might just not be your thing like this kind of thing you know yeah like I like just listening you talk to me I'm like I don't know that you're going to ever like it. <laughs> if, like, this yeah. piece of it, you cannot... Like, it's not like I enjoyed, enjoyed this piece of it, but I, mm-hmm. like, could go with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just went with it, even though I did not understand anything that was happening or what they were talking yeah. about. But I was like, that's okay, because it's not... Like, I I was like, you probably will tell me some of the things, because that is sort of, like, the setup, right? Mm-hmm. But like I said it was just like all about just like <laughs> being in a feeling I don't know mm. it's just like this is this is kind of like a little bit like art piece kind of situation that's not really like super plot driven you know what I mean mm. um I don't know we'll see we'll see I mean you will have answers of course <laughs> I mean they will yeah satisfy you know at least most of like what you need to know um but yeah yeah well good luck well, Lee <laughs> just came in like
0: she just actually in like episode six she mm-hmm. just you know her character just really came yeah. in and i'm like okay this also makes no sense like why she's coming in here obviously it's gonna have like some impact on what is going on so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to her involvement because i feel like oh and the whole like guest house drama thing i just Mm -hmm. did not understand that at all (laughs) like the bank how the bank girl was all Mm -hmm. in a swivet about it and Mm -hmm. they're all like oh and how the the guest house Ani is all like oh let me smooth it over i was like why like <laughs> she, she's causing trauma just like let her move out why are you like <laughs> trying to make her stay i don't understand so anywho, um yeah i think i probably will not end up loving it as much as you did but i hope mm-hmm. that i end up like once things actually make sense you know mm-hmm. enjoying it i mean there are definitely things that i like about it but there's also a lot of violation of personal boundaries in this show like Breaking into people's houses when they're not there, which is just like, oh, that's that's fine to go into (laughs) people's houses and like taking pictures of people without their permission and like using people's voices in ways that they had not agreed to. And I'm I'm sure that I'm taking it too seriously, but. It's just how I am, I can't help it. So, anyway, uh, and then the other thing that I finished just in time for today, not really, I finished it like a week ago, was 2521 Wee-wee. with Namjoo Hyuk and Kim tae Ri, which I loved so 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 much. But I'll talk more about that later, mm-hmm. uh, because it's time now. Let's just jump into talking about Mr. Namjoo Hyuk. <laughs>
1: Well, the first show we're going to talk about is Cheese in the Trap uh, from the famous. 2016. <laughs> I believe I did talk about this in a catch-up. Um, because I don't oh, think yeah? we've... Uh, I want to say that I have, because I definitely talked to somebody about it. But anyway, Cheese in the Trap is a show that is an adaptation of a webtoon mm. um, and it was like very popular at the time and it's so popular that they have also a movie adaptation of it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and this one the tv series version the drama version is um starring Park Hae Jin and Kim Go Eun mm-hmm. um and I think the movie also stars Park Hae Jin with a different lady, right? Late. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's a it's sort of like I'm not super sure how to like which genre to prescribe to it. Um, oh, uh-huh. So it's a college drama. It's set in mm-hmm. college, you know. So the all the main people are. In school, in college, um, and Kim Go is a student that she had previously taken like a year off of school to like mm-hmm. I don't know tend to bills or something. she had to mm-hmm. she had to get herself together before she could like come back. So she has now come back to school, and there's um, Park Agent is an older student, so she he is like maybe a class above her. So he's uh, sunbathing to her. And they had previously, before her hiatus at school, had like a not good interaction. Oh, okay. And we see that he is like in front of people, like in front of most people. He's very charismatic and very nice and very charming. But then he has like sort of a sinister side like behind people. So he like just, like, did some things that are not very nice to her, um mm. that other people didn't know it was him that did them, you know? And so she okay. got a lot of, like, sort of the flack about certain things. Uh-huh. Um, so she's like, I am staying far away from this guy, because yeah. I know how he really is, and, like, this right, comeback, right. you know, her coming back to school, everyone's like, oh, have you met, la-la-la, you know, did you know, la-la-la, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's like a very strange interaction between them um that started negatively and then mm-hmm. they became more positive and then mm-hmm. they became a couple and what? then oh yeah oh yeah they become a couple and then he had to go find himself i don't know they <laughs> I will say now <laughs> this show is not good. It is yeah. it is not good. I do not recommend whatsoever. So the other two characters that are listed as sort of um, the second leads is mm-hmm. uh, So Kang Jun, who has been in a number of things, and mm-hmm. Lee Sung kyung who we love from mm-hmm. Kim Bok-joo. Yeah. Um, they play siblings. Um and they live with this man who is not their father. He's very rich, but i I don't think they're related by blood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of, I wanna say it's like friend of the family kind of situation. They were oh, taken okay. in when like their parents died or something like that.
0: right. Um, right.
1: but that person is Parkhagen's father. So oh, okay. Yeah, so they have like grown up together in a way. Right. But right. yeah. Lee Sung Kyun's character is so terrible. <laughs> like it's just ugh. so she's yeah. like a real spoiled brat. She has some moments that like they tried to give her some layers and nuance, mm-hmm. but ultimately I just don't think it really worked. Um mm-hmm. that part. And Kang Jun's character is uh, also like he something happened that made him want to like sever ties with Park mm. father so he like went away mm. for a while and now he's mm-hmm. back and you know so him and Park has real bad blood about gotcha. certain things like it's the same situation with Kim Go-un's character where behind the scenes he did something like quite sinister gotcha um to him and like lied to people about it you know right right um so kongjun's like oh this is the real you and now right. i'm like sort of ruined because of it so i have right. to go away so that that's oh, why wow. he went away yeah Uh huh. um but now he's back and so they're you know they still are at odds um but then the story is sort of like i don't know there's definitely like went off the rails kinds of situation so here's the, yeah so here's the deal so when when the and i just like read basically people's like take on it but also some yeah, yeah. news um some news stories but when this aired the webtoon mm-hmm. was not finished oh okay okay and also like this is of course not like universally true but you want to maintain a good relationship with the webtoon author, right? Even if you're going to change something, I feel like you want to, like, run it by them to make sure you're not, like, ruining their story. But also, like, I know in America, it's, like, it depends on, like, who has the rights now. And, you know, you technically don't have to, probably. But, like, legally. But don't you want to keep that good relationship going? Anyway, there was, like points where just like i said story is going off the rails and they're like not talking to the author at all and like even the actors like make sort of like a little bit vague but alludes that like things are not going well in interviews which people don't do right over there especially like when you're in the
2: middle of it
0: yeah right I mean, the fact that you're even doing interviews about a project that is still in production is already, like, very
1: atypical. So. (laughs) Wow. It sounds like it was a train wreck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened was also, like, Park Hae Jin's part got, like, smaller and smaller and smaller, and you got to see Kang Jun more and more and more. And, uh-huh. like, there were episodes where you're, like, not seeing Park Agent at all. And he is the main lead. Wow, yeah. So they really changed up a lot of things. And the thing is, like, the thing they want to do with Kang Jun, I'm like, but I don't care about this. <laughs> like, right. This is, this is, like, not adding to the story at all. So, oh, wow. Um. So that's another thing that happened. And then, like, the ending was real not good. Like the vaguest of vaguest (laughs) things like there's terrible (laughs) oh it's so bad and like (laughs) parka jin's character was like yeah here's like it's like potentially could have been like such an interesting psychological like thriller Mm. drama you know yeah um you know this thing like he has some like mental health issues that like probably got buried by his parents because they like don't want to deal with it or feel like you should get over it kind of thing so it was never like addressed or something Mm -hmm. and it just got worse and worse and like he is basically sort of psychopathic in in a way you know yeah but they like fumbled that you know they just fumbled that whole thing it's a shame it's a shame but it's it's really not good it's it's really sort of again this is like it became a nothing burger like right yeah yeah <laughs> okay so Nam Joo Hyuk. A nothing cheeseburger yeah. no <laughs> a nothing cheeseburger yes yes I mean it's too nice to give him a cheese on there but that's true you know um wow. Nam Joo Hyuk is a very side character yeah, so he's part of sort of the group of friends that Kim Go Eun hangs out with. So mm-hmm. her friend, um, is played by Park Min Ji,
0: and
1: mm-hmm. so they're like buddies at school. And Nam hook sort of like hangs around them. So it's usually like mm-hmm. the three of them a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nam hooks character has a crush on Park Min Ji. Um, oh. But she's, I think he is, like, one year younger than them. And so she's always treating him like a little brother or, like, you know, go get me this thing. Like, just take advantage of how he's, like, hanging around all the time yeah, kind of thing. And so they have a little story with their romance, which was, like, cute, you know. Mm -hmm. But he has, like, no real significant kind of contribution to the story either. Um, Right, right. So I thought he was fine for what he was sure. doing in here, yeah. but this was very much not his show. Um, yeah. yeah. Which, when when the
0: show is a dumpster fire, that is probably to your credit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can swear it off and be like, yep, I was
1: barely <laughs> in that show. Yep. So that was cheese in the trap. I, I had a lot of not good things to say about it, but it was just like real not good. Yeah. and um it was frustrating like this is a show that was frustratingly not good because it had also like good ingredients of mm-hmm. being able to do a thing but i feel like right. the backstage drama really ruined mm. it for it right um which is like should not be <laughs> it should yeah not- be
0: well kind of sounds well, like they didn't know what story they wanted to tell either mm-hmm. though like right. you know i mean if the webtoon is still going on and yet mm-hmm. you're gonna do a different thing with it like i don't really understand that but right i don't know mm-hmm. i don't make k-dramas based on webtoons so <laughs> eh, yeah. whatevs Well, a much more delightful, I believe also based on a webtoon. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that for sure, but I kind of feel like it was based on a webtoon. Uh, uh, from 2016 was weightlifting fairy Kim bok Joo The, the classic, the famous, I finally watched it recently at long last Mm -hmm. and, uh, so Namjoo Hyuk plays Jung Jun This show takes place mostly at an athletic university, which I was mm-hmm. like, I don't really understand what this place is, but they're like getting an undergraduate degree for playing sports. Like mm-hmm. as far as I could tell, they never went to an academic class ever. Yep. They just did sports. And basically they're... Um, their goal is to get into, is it Tehrong, the, the National mm-hmm. Training Center? I know that because I just watched 2521, too. Mm-hmm. When it came up in 2521, I was like, oh, Tehrong, I know you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kimbuk Yes, yes. yes. Um, you know, so they're all basically trying to become... In, in some respect, professional athletes, either like national athletes for the national teams or mm-hmm. like in some way that you, I don't know how you get paid for being a weightlifter or a swimmer other than that. But anywho's. Uh, so the title character, obviously, Kim Buck Joo is a weightlifter. And then Jun Young is a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a childhood connection which is revealed at the end of episode one. It's real funny. They knew each other <laughs> when they were in elementary school. <laughs> uh, and Jun Young has a, has a sad backstory. He was, I mean, essentially abandoned by his mother. Like his mm-hmm. mother got remarried and moved to Canada with, his, with her new husband and like left Jun Young to be raised by his uncle and aunt. Uh, Mm -hmm. And understandably, he's got some trauma (laughs) around being abandoned by his mother, (laughs) which um, manifests in his trouble with starting at races. He has a lot of mm-hmm. false starts in swimming races, which of course like disqualifies him every time he has a false start. So not great when you're aspiring to be a national athlete, if you get DQ'd all the time from your events. Yeah. Um, But I really loved how wow. this show, you know, because I mean, we've talked before, like K drama land in general is not, the strongest in dealing with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he goes into therapy, and I feel like it's a really... I mean, it's not a huge part of the show, but, like, he goes throughout most of the drama. He goes several times. And, um, you know, and is helped by seeing this therapist and it's a a really positive depiction of therapy Mm -hmm. and i just thought that that was really great you know Mm -hmm. because we don't see that like a lot of times if therapy is even mentioned there's like this stigma associated with like going to a therapist but most of the time if people are having mental health struggles in a k-drama like it doesn't Nobody even mentions going to therapy. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, well, I'll just make up my mind to do better. Like that seems to be often the the tactic. And it's like, well, how's that been working out so far? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like doing the exact same thing that you've been doing all along is like what you got. What got you in this situation? But anyway, so I really loved that part of it, and his character experiences a lot of growth. Um, so they start out because they knew each other when they were in elementary school with this very like sort of juvenile, uh, between, uh, Jin Hyung and Buck like this very sort of juvenile relationship. And it's almost like, I mean, they're not really enemies, but they're not really friends either. Like a sort of semi antagonistic relationship that then grows into really being Friends and supports for one another and then grows into a romantic relationship, which is so adorable. I mean, mm-hmm. they just have such a cute relationship with each other. And you know, from the beginning once he finds out who she is she was real chubby when she was little. And he refers to her as fatty which i don't like i don't think he means it mean and i think maybe it doesn't carry the same connotation Mm -hmm. in korean that it does in english but it does it's not a great look in Mm -hmm. you know in english to like Mm -hmm. go around calling a young woman fatty especially when she's super not fat Mm -hmm. um so i didn't love that but i think that that was a lot of like you know my bringing my western gaze into it that wasn't necessarily like she doesn't love it either but i don't think she was as bothered by it as i was
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i like i say i don't think he meant it
2: mm-hmm.
0: like he meant it teasingly but like not really he wasn't really trying to like antagonize her or put her down mm-hmm. um so you know i just had to get over that and he does eventually like call her other things but for the first part of the (laughs) the show that's like pretty much exclusively what he calls her um i really enjoyed this show it has so many great side characters Mm -hmm. great friendships um i really loved them as the main thing my my beef with this show and it's a small one but it is a significant one and this is a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen it. But I mean, honestly, like, have you not seen this show? Because I feel like I was the last one to see it. So <laughs> uh, when his birth mother comes back from Canada and there's like a whole thing, which I won't spoil if you haven't seen it. But like the reasons for that are not as they are originally mm-hmm. presented to mm-hmm. him. Um, I just felt like she really got a pass for her terrible behavior. Like, I feel like the, the drama treated her a lot nicer than I would have if she were in front of me in real life because she didn't have to answer for any of her, in my opinion, really terrible, like, abusive choices. Like, she abandoned her child and then mm-hmm. she just, like, sort of wanted to pick up and you know, have him call her Oma, that that drove me bananas, that, like, he was having conflict between, like, the woman who raised him, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, P.S. Lee Jung-un, she's in everything. Um, <laughs> you know, who he calls Oma rightfully so, because she is his mom. She's the one who raised him and takes care mm-hmm. of him. And, you know, when... When he started calling this woman who showed up from Canada, Oma, in the show, it made me a little ballistic, because I was like, she's not your mom. Like, (laughs) Lee Jung-un is your mom. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I mean, that was my only... And it's not like I think the show is bad because of it by (laughs) any means, but it just made me really angry, because I'm always, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we've talked before about how, like, my One of the hardest things for me to watch is Children in Peril. Mm-hmm. And a sort of a an extension of that. Like, I am team children in every situation. Like, even mm-hmm. if the child is now grown. Like, if you're a terrible parent and you did terrible things to your child and caused them trauma, like, you're going to have to go a long way to convince me to empathize with you. Because I'm going to be on the side of the children in mm-hmm. every you know, in every case, and that was mm-hmm. the case here as well. So I really didn't like that she got like mm-hmm. I felt like she really didn't have to atone for what mm-hmm. she had done. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. Anywho's that's really the only negative thing that I have to say about Weightlifting Fairy Kimbuk Joo, because I really, (laughs) really loved it. And I think Nam Joo Hyuk is great in it. Mm -hmm. His character shows a lot of growth, you know, from being, like, sort of real childish um, to, like, really being grown up and supportive and
1: a really good person. So, Mm -hmm. I love this show. Yeah. I mean, same. (laughs) Just one of my big comfort shows. It's just so... Mm so good and it's so fun and it's really funny mm, it is really funny yeah <laughs> and all these kids you know you just really love all of them um and yeah i would agree that was like the thing with his mom is very and un- un- not satisfying at all and i don't know yeah i think the way i was dealing with it <laughs> is mm. just at the end there i was like he is she goes, she you know, she goes back, and I I feel like he is letting go of her, is mm. what he's doing there. Yeah, so he's mm. realizing that oh, I don't need to hang on to this, um, yeah, because it means nothing, right? Like yeah, yes, we have some blood between us, but that will be it, you know, like yeah, yeah, really like reversing that, like just letting go of that sort of um, hope that he's always had mm. of like. Mm even though she had, like, abandoned him. But, of course, there's always that hope that they can, like, be together again. And then just really fully fully realizing that, like, why do I need that? I already have a mother, Mm, you know? Like, this, I can now really, really cut ties. Not like in a, like, I'm never speaking to you again. But, like, if you want to, you know, send a thing, Mm. that's fine. If you want to talk on the phone, we can talk on the phone. But we're not going to have the same relationship that I'm having with my mother that raised me now right yeah is like to me like how i could get there <laughs> because yeah yeah i mean you're right like she did not have to really like not that they showed us right like it's not obviously it's probably wasn't easy for her to do but they're mm. not really showing us like her point of view of any of mm. like what happened right, it was right. all like right. his point of view so right it's natural for us to side with him because it just feels like she just done a thing very easily and quickly and like had forgotten about him or just didn't do it. but like you know i'm sure it is more complex than that they're just sure did not really address that or let us know right. that because ultimately it doesn't matter because you chose to like not communicate with him not yeah. to visit him not to acknowledge him you know this kind of thing so yeah uh, but, yeah, what a delightful, delightful show. Kim Bok-ju, oh. what a great, one of the great characters. <laughs> one of yes. the greats. Yeah, Um absolutely. And I, you know, I just really loved their relationship because they were such solid friends before they became mm. boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they really, like, their friendship was so so great in terms of just being there for each other, encouraging mm-hmm. each other, you know, scolding each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just like all oh, the delightful friends in it. Just really, yeah, really love it. Love it so yeah. much. So, yeah. so fun. Absolutely. Well, the next show we're going to talk about is Moon Lovers. Scarlet Hart Rio, also from 2016. Uh, 2016. Wow, he was, was busy. A busy year for him. For 2016. Wow. Yeah. He was b busy. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so this one uh we have talked about a bit, quite a bit, <laughs> in IU's episode. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Um and, and also in, Khan in Hanul's episode. Kan Hanul's episode. So we've 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 delved into it quite a bit. But if you don't remember or do not know what it is, here's a quick summary. So it's uh it's a time travel story. Mm. Uh Ayu plays this lady who falls into a pool <laughs> and and gets out of a different pool. <laughs> and,
0: it's a real different pool. In
1: a real different pool in, like, ancient Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> so she's, like, a, you know, duck out of water. She's trying to figure out what's happening. And then she's, like, smack in the middle of this, like, palace. So she mm-hmm. is in, like, the royal family place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her like olden time persona is, you know, somebody's relative who is married to Kahanul's character. So she is mm-hmm. living there, you know, um, her other persona, <laughs> but she is like, what is going on? And in this story, there are all these princes that our Ooh, characters so many, so many princes so i won't go all <laughs> into all of them but our main prince is the fourth prince played by Lee Jun-ki mm-hmm. and Kang han prince who is the eighth prince and then the two other princes that are sort of like well i mean Baekhyun gets gets a little bit of a story too mm-hmm. um, yeah. he's the 10th prince and um, Jisoo plays the 14th prince. Like, let's not talk about the the numbering of these princes because it oh, makes yeah. no don't sense. Don't even get I cannot, I can't find traveling. the pattern. They don't even tell us it how. Has
0: nothing to do with anything.
1: <laughs> nothing. Not age, not whatever, you know, it's, not, it's very. Not birth order, not no, succession. It's like, very strange. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then Namjoo Hyuk is, what number is he? 13? Oh something i i don't even I think, remember i think that might be correct um anyway not important cuz no nope. cares about the order <laughs> <laughs> so there's you know the regular stories of what happens in a palace right it's the power struggle Oof. it's like who's going to be king next you know and then i use struggle to like stay alive basically cuz mm-hmm. there's lots of people who wants to murder other people in this show but it is also Shenanigans her... navigations abound she, in this abound show. Abound so much. Uh, but also, like, her, you know, sort of establishing a life there, you know, getting used to mm. the life there and, like, yeah. carving out sort of really a life. Because um, she's like, I don't know how to get back, so might as well, like, <laughs> right. make the best out of this. So, you know, there's some, like, fun things with incorporating sort of the like modern day things into her you know what she is doing at that palace you know there's there's quite a bit of fiction but also quite a bit of um historical context in in this story but then it like quickly not quickly but like towards the end they have to like really follow the historical Mm, thing that is happening the trajectory and so um once that happens things are just heavy (laughs) things are very historical they're very historical it gets real historical it does get real historical so that's sort of like the main thing like her you know building a life there and then her relationship with all the different princes Mm -hmm. um is a thing so namjoo hyuk uh his prince is kind of more like an artist so he mm-hmm. enjoys music and poetry and dance and so he's like the artistic one i guess <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes like one of legion key's like confidants so they mm-hmm. have like a good relationship and when things progress with like power struggling you know he's not one that wants power so he's supporting legion right. key who is trying to like get power or hang on to power whatever it Mm -hmm. may be so he becomes like one of his advisors you know he's not one for fighting um so he's not like a general or anything like that um and they try to really give him a story right like he Mm. is um previously in love with um kahano's wife you know they've known Mm -hmm. each other before they got married um and then uh he is paired up with another female character who comes in sort of like later in the story Mm -hmm. um so it does feel a little shoehorned in um but the main thing with this kingdom is this is the first time they have um united the three different the three major kingdoms in korea at the time and so there's a lot of casualties you know politically especially and like the other royal families like either being you know put into slavery or killed or whatnot so this one girl is one such person so she was a princess in one of the other kingdoms and now she is um kind of a slave type person or you know at least when we meet her, she's being sort of um, shuttled from one place to another with mm-hmm. other captives, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they meet, get involved, you know, strike a tentative friendship, but then also, mm. you know, they fall in love and watch it to know what happens. <laughs> no spoilers here. But, nope. um, you know, if you can find it, <laughs> good right. luck, because it does not stream anywhere. I have the DVD. Yeah. So what is the DVD, you say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another episode. I mean, the amount of people that are like, I don't have a DVD player. I was like, what? How do you? <laughs> How do you? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyway, it's cool. No. You guys don't feel like you need a DVD player in your life
0: yeah but you're not gonna be able to borrow Susie's moon lovers
1: dvds <laughs> like i did so right you know that's on you friends yeah so you know they tried to give him a his own story kind of thing um i don't know that it's very successful um yeah. you know he's just like there to support legion key's character in my opinion yeah. you know yeah um but you know there were Especially in the early episodes, you know, his presence was, uh, like, playful, you know? Mm -hmm. After, like, he had some, like, grudges to settle, but then once that sort of was done, um, you know, I really enjoyed his, like, contribution to, like, the group. Like, I think that's, like, the best part of this show is, like, when the princes were still, like, together and doing things Mm. together um, that oh, yeah. was good until, you know, it was time to like, oh, now we have to, you know, deal with our own interests kind of right. thing, where it's yeah. sort of like, whatever. Um, but it's real historical. It gets real historical. <laughs> yeah, but I, this is another show that we defer in like how much we like it. Um, mm. I, I mean, I loved the show because it is Emotion City. It's just and it's so like what you know listening to me talk about it you probably did not guess that but actually the writing is like i think like so good in terms of like weaving things together um mm. you know they gotta falter a little with the like super need to be very historical aspect of it but yeah and like they needed two more minutes in that ending <laughs>
0: <laughs> two oh, more minutes not even,
1: let's not yeah. even go into the <sighs> ending two more minutes um but it really was like very compelling you know i i thought ayu was like so good in it um i really liked all the different relationships she had mm-hmm. with the princes mm-hmm. um yeah i really like i really loved it <laughs> i just thought they just like achieved like such sorcery with like some of the writing that i was just like Mm. i have never seen a show do this to a character before yeah or like make us change our minds about somebody so decisively you know um that i just marveled at like the left turns that were like given to us were like so interesting um, so yeah, I really, really loved it when I watched it yeah. for
0: sure. When well, I didn't dislike it. I mean, right, I liked it, right. but you have a much higher tolerance for palace shenanigans than I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately what it really mm-hmm. comes down to is like, yeah. this show is real <laughs> shenanigan-y. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, and I yeah. just get... Real over it like I just check mm-hmm. out mentally when it's just like terrible people doing terrible things and there mm-hmm. is so much of that in this show yes. mm-hmm. um but I mean for me in this show Namju Hyuk was really an oasis of sort of calm in the mm-hmm. midst of all of that because mm-hmm. there are a lot of the characters that you kind of like there are so many different factions mm-hmm. struggling for power you don't know who you can trust like in some mm-hmm. of the characters it's not clear exactly like where their allegiances are <laughs> and things like that and um you know his character was just so for me relaxing because it was like you always knew like his character was solid like you always knew like he was on the side of like the just and the right and he wasn't like going to mm-hmm. turn around and start murdering his brothers kind of thing like you know, he was just mm-hmm. a really reliable character. Um, right. And I kind of wished that they they had given him more to do. I mean, one of the reasons mm-hmm. I think that the his romance doesn't work as well is that, like, it was so accelerated. Like, it's only a couple of scenes, really, because mm-hmm. it's not about... Him, Like, you know, Mm -hmm. he's a support character. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I felt like as the audience, we're expected to sort of buy into this relationship that like really we've only been shown very little bits of, Mm -hmm. you know, and yet we're supposed to believe that like oh now they're like madly in love with each other or whatever it's like right. okay but you haven't really shown us that because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. not in it it's not about them but right. Um, you mm-hmm. know I wish that he had been in it more mm-hmm. I mean if I had my way there would be fewer shenanigans and more Namjoo Hyuk that might not have been historical <laughs> but that's yeah. what I that's what I would have I would still without question uh, recommend this show though especially if you like historicals like i think mm-hmm. that there's a lot that's really excellent about it mm-hmm. if you can find it
1: if you can find it
0: if you buy a dvd player and you send us a picture of your dvd player <laughs> on instagram maybe <laughs> Susie will lend you her dvds i'm not going to speak for Susie. i'm just putting it out there as a possibility Well, next, we're finally going to move forward from 2016. <laughs> we're going to jump uh, jump to 2019 for The Light in Your Eyes slash Radiant, which I'm just going to call it Radiant. I've already explained why in previous episodes in catch-ups, and we already talked about this show in our episode about Hanji Min, who is mm-hmm. one of the leads. She mm-hmm. is sort of titularly the... Uh, the female lead of this show although as i talked about in her episode kim hye ja is sort of the i would say the real female lead of it based on screen time hmm. because the premise of this show is that hanji min's character is 25 years old and then because of supernatural reasons she goes from being 25 years old to waking up the next day as 70 something years old. We don't ever find out ex- her exact age as her older self. Um, but for a lot of the show, she's the 70 year old manifestation of her character. And uh, Namji Hyuk's character is Lee Jun Ha, and Jun Ha is her friend and love interest they're sort of uh at the time that she undergoes her transformation they're sort of what i would describe in a some relationship they're not in like a formal relationship but they're both obviously interested in one another but they haven't like really acted on it particularly um and Kim Hye-ja is actually the name of the actress who plays the older version of the character and the name of the character. So uh, hye is real annoyed after she goes through her transformation that Jun ha doesn't recognize her. Somehow she feels like because of their connection with each other he should be able to recognize her even though she's now like suddenly 50 years older. Um, so his character starts out, uh, Kim Hee-ja, Han Ji-min's character, want, is an aspiring um, newsreader and like an anchor on the news. And mm-hmm. Junha ha is an aspiring reporter, and that's how they get to know each other through like journalism club or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, But they also live in the same neighborhood, as it turns out, where Junha ha has been Raised by the hominy of the world, Kim Young Oak, as his hominy, because he was abandoned. I believe his mother is deceased and his father is garbage. (laughs) He is in it a little bit and he's real terrible. Um, So, unfortunately, because of reasons in the show, he has to abandon his dream of becoming a reporter and then he has to you know, pursue work where he can get it, basically. Mm. And so he ends up doing some things that are sort of morally sketchy. So I said, I mean, I, I, I won't go into super detail in the show because, as I said when I talked about it before, there's a lot to be potentially spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will reiterate what I said the last time, which is, I recommend this show. I ultimately really enjoyed it, but there were things as I was watching it that I was like, that doesn't make sense. Or like, why is that like that? And my suggestion is stick with it because it will become clear later on. You have to stick with it for quite a while. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about, um, a piece of your mind that I'm hoping it will be the same kind of thing where like (laughs) ultimately things will come together and I will understand what was going on all along. Cause that is what happens in radiant is Mm. like ultimately the things that you might find perplexing, you know, will be explained later on. So I really liked it. I recommend it. Um, I think Namjoo Hyuk is really winning in it. You really feel the, Struggles of his character having to sacrifice his dream. Um, his character undergoes some difficult things and difficult decisions. And, uh, you know, there are lots of things. I mean, it's not primarily his story, obviously, it's primarily the story of this young woman who suddenly becomes a not young woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think he's he's really great in it and is very compelling and, you know, is a great uh, a great partner for the character of Hie Ja. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. the one who really calls her out on she tells everybody that she's an aspiring newsreader, but. I said this in the in the other episode like she's not interested in current events she doesn't watch the news like (laughs) you know and he sort of says to her like are you really because like nothing in your behavior indicates that this is really what you want like and not you know I mean he's not saying it to like be mean or crush her spirit or anything but just like This doesn't add up. I don't think you really want what it is you say that you want kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he's the only person in her life who says that to her. And it's sort of a a pivotal thing. So anyway, I really like this show. I recommend it. I feel like not a lot of people have watched it. It is sort Mm -hmm. of hard, you know, a little bit hard to define. And having a show like this with a 70-something-year-old lead actress as the face of it is certainly atypical for Mm -hmm. Korean dramas, but I really enjoyed it. So I recommend Radiant slash The Light in Your Eyes, neither of which have anything to do with anything that happens in the drama. (laughs)
1: The next show we're going to talk about is, we're going to go back in time a bit, and this is The Bride of Habeck from 2017, and this is a supernatural show Mm. where, you know, sort of some of the, most of the main characters are, you know, gods who live, or celestial beings who live in... You know, wherever they live, out there. In heaven, question mark? <laughs> yeah, question mark, what do you call it, right? Like, in Celestialville. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> where, they, where they live. Um, and uh, for reasons, they have to, like, spend some time. I don't know if they have to or they like to. I'm not clear on that. Um mm. Because some of them seem to not have purpose, but some of them do. Anyway, mm-hmm. but they, like, spend some time on Earth. Like, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh Joo Hyuk's character is a water god. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it just means, like, his, like, extra powers or superpowers have, like, controlling water situations, you know, mm-hmm. or derived from water sometimes. Um water can give him strength. Uh and our female lead is um Shinse kyung who plays Yun Soa, who is a therapist, question mark. Mm. So her family, generations of her family, are like the earth sort of helpers to mm. Habek. Mm -hmm. so he is not he has not been to earth for some time now i don't know why (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there is like something that he has to retrieve this time and so there's like a portal where they have to go through something like goes amiss while he goes through it and so like the map and the thing that will like make the servant on earth or the helper um recognize him is like oh, okay. not with him <laughs> oh, so so this is a problem <laughs> mm-hmm. so there's a lot of hijinks in terms of him like now being on earth but does not have the things that he need to like easily be on earth and right. he, he did bring uh, a servant with him so that person is, like, the, like, encyclopedia person, right? Like, he knows all the Earth things. Like, mm-hmm. you need money to buy food, you know, and <laughs> that kind of thing. He's, like, the Earth concierge. Yeah. So he's the one that's, like, okay, I'm going to, like, go, like, get a, you know, part-time job so we can, like, eat. Mm-hmm. So we have some chicken PPL in there. <laughs> um <laughs> So, you know, needless to say, his first encounter with Sing Se-kyung is, like, not very smooth. And he's Mm. all like, well, you're supposed to, like, help me out. I'm supposed to, like, live with you and stuff. And she's like, Mm. what? No. Mm. (laughs) Hard pass there. Nope. So, you know, they had to, like, figure that situation out. Of course, she, like, has... Bel- not does not believe him that he is like right, some sure. celestial being why should she and like part of the deal is also he can't use his powers um at this time because mm-hmm. of like the mishap he's just like suddenly powerless okay. so he right, can't right. like show her like well but there were situations that are like super tense that like would make him be able to like temporarily use it a couple of times so okay She's like, all right, that was weird. Mm. <laughs> you no, know, maybe I don't know. So you know, the story goes from there. Just and then also like the other gods that are already on Earth. You know, Crystal Jung plays one who mm-hmm. on Earth she is like this super famous actress, mm. and then um, let's see, uh, Gong Myung is one and he plays is he like a wind god i forget um mm. but he's he's <laughs> so he's like your are like happy-go-lucky kind of um character and he's mm. been around for a while and mm. there's like some funny like sort of connections with um Shin Se-kyung that happens like they knew each other in in college or something like that Uh they briefly like dated I don't know and then he gave her something like real important and she like lost it I mean it just (laughs) so they weave some things together that way but um there's like a little relationship between Namjoo Hook and Crystal before But I don't Mm -hmm. know that it was really like a real thing or if she's the one who Mm. really Mm. wanted it. Like maybe they're like, yeah. um, It's kind of an arranged thing, you know? Gotcha. And he's Mm -hmm. like, not really into it. (laughs) Yeah. So there's like a little bit of that kind of going on. So here's the thing with this show. They were trying to put in some like comedic things, right? Like the Mm. duck out of water thing always, you know, there's, it's rich in like things you can like laugh at or be funny or whatnot, you know, but I just don't think they did a good job uh, because they became either cringy or very silly instead Mm. of. I don't know, it just became very out of character um, mm-hmm. compared to, like, the rest of the show. Right, right. And then sinjia character, I did not like at all. Like, yeah. I just thought she was so unlikable. Um, and, like, in, like, on purpose mean? Um, mm-hmm. Just not nice to people. But, like, there are moments where she shows that she can be nice to people, but it is yeah. a very, like, forceful situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, she does not want this old man to die in the middle of the cross-section or the mm-hmm. intersection. So she, like, right, right. helps him along. But it's not, like, a natural thing for her. And we, like, do find out, like, why she is the way she is, but it's, like, not really to me it does not justify this kind of like Mm -hmm. almost she's almost playing it like she's just inherently like a mean person (laughs) i don't know yeah i just thought she was just very unlikable and did not really improve towards the end like any like good thing that happens like any good thing that she does is sort of like begrudgingly done um yeah that's mm. Yeah, it, it was come. Mm. And then their relationship, like, you just don't buy it at all. You just, like, oh, yeah. really do not know why you're in love with each right. other. You right. know, so um, part of it is I think this story is probably too complicated for what mm. it is. Like, there mm-hmm. are so many little stories mm-hmm. and they have to explain so many things of the world mm-hmm. and the characters and mm-hmm. their circumstances that I just felt like. They just got lost. There's just, like, too much mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other character that I really like is Im Ju Hwan's character. So mm-hmm. he is uh, sort of a mysterious being. Like, we mm-hmm. we meet him and he's, like, this businessman that owns some land. And so him and Sin Se Kyung has, like, a little, like, at-odd situation as well because she owns a piece of land and wants to sell it and that piece of land is where the portal is so there's like okay that, that situation but she needs money like she she's really like mm-hmm. she needs money and there's some kind of disagreement about like who owns the land okay between the them two so mm-hmm. like she's trying to sell it and then she's trying not to sell it and then like there was some kind of crazy misunderstanding and business thing between them um mm. but his character is you know very mysterious you first like don't know what to think about him um but then we found out more about who mm. he is and i actually really liked his character and his character arc and his character's backstory and i thought this would be like a really interesting thing to for us to like really develop uh-huh but again I think they got lost and like unsatisfactorily sort Mm -hmm. of because his story is one of many there's just so many storylines in here that it just got so messy and muddled and yeah so I cannot recommend this show I just thought like oh another offense is they have like terrible like water cg like (laughs) Oh. For something that is about a water god, I'm like, all the underwater stuff is not good. Like, they're not swimming in the right direction. It's like, nobody swims this way. It's just, it's not good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it just was like the most disappointed by that. I'm like, you should at least spend your money here because it's a story about a water god. So all the water stuff should be like spectacular and beautiful. And right. But I just thought it was (laughs) not good. (laughs) So anyway, give this one a miss, you know, everyone is fine in it, but I just thought the material was probably just like not great for them to like work with. Um, Yeah.
0: You didn't mention the one thing that you said after you finished watching it though. Oh, what is that? You said you have to at least look at his
1: magnificent hair. Ah! Yes. Yes. His. And all you have to do is go to episode one to do this because, you know, they show him in Celestialville and he has like really like luscious, beautiful and beautifully colored hair. Mm -hmm. So go take a look at that. It is a sight to behold. Yeah. And then turn it off. It's quite a spectacle. Yeah, I watched, I
0: mean, this is ages and ages ago, uh, watched just the first episode for just that reason, because that was basically what you said was, <laughs> just watch the first episode to see his beautiful locks. And that's what I did. And I was like, oh yeah, this show looks like it's not good. So, the right? end. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and already even in the little bit that I watched, I was like, ugh, this mean, this main character, the the... Since like Young's character seems mm. terrible, like I yeah. do not want to spend sixteen episodes with her. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, but I mean, his hair spectacular. Mm. It's the we're... only the only show that we're talking about today where his hair is blue. So, <laughs> yes. It has that. Uh, it has that distinction. <laughs> So now we're going to move forward again in time, jump forward again to 2020's The School Nurse Files, mm. um, which, guess what? Takes place at a school. <laughs> uh, The nurse of the title is played by Jung Yu Mi, who I enjoy so much. I really haven't gotten the chance to see her in many things because she's mostly in movies. She hasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't do a ton of dramas, especially more recently. She hasn't done Mm -hmm. a ton ton of dramas. But she likes to cook it up in the kitchen with Park Seo Joon and friends in all of those (laughs) shows. And I just find her so delightful. So she was one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this show. Um, and this is another one of those short... I can't remember. It's a long time ago that I watched it. Um, but it's. I want to say it's like six episodes, six short episodes again kind of mm. format. So she is the school nurse, and she has this sort of weird supernatural power that she's had since she was a kid um, that she can see these, like, supernatural jellies that are, you know, CGI... Um, and they're like sort of funny, but also creepy. And actually they, the, um, slugs in Island reminded me a little bit of them, except they're, the ones in school nurse files are much, uh, more colorful. Mm -hmm. This is also based on a web tune and it felt to me very based on a web tune ish. Um, so Nam Ji Hyuk's character is Hong In Pyo, and he is he is a teacher at the school, but also he is the grandson of the school's founder. The school's uh-huh. founder was his grandfather, um, and you know the reason why there's a story is there's all this weird, unexplained stuff going on at this school, and there are all these like supernatural jellies that the school nurse has to like destroy the jellies (laughs) um because of reasons that go back to impio's grandfather Mm -hmm. so i i mean like i said it's been like a year and a half since i watched this show and i can't remember things that i watched last week half the time so i really didn't remember a lot about it Mm -hmm. so i went back and uh, there's some real quick drama beans recaps that I read and the recapper for drama beans wrote that it's the kind of show that you either really connect with or you really don't mm-hmm. and the drama beans reviewer was in the former category and I was in the latter category <laughs> like I spent the most of this drama being like I don't get like what is going on um you know i mean I, I guess I got what was going on, but it's just, there are a lot of different, and this is why I guess I, I said that it really seems very, like, tune y to me, uh-huh. is that there are a lot of different tones going on. There's, like, this creepy, like, almost horror part going on, but then it's also got this real broad humor, and it's like the weapons that Jung-Yumi uses to fight the jellies are like little plastic, like like a little plastic wand that makes this really like, like silly noise when she like hits the jellies with it. So it's real like tongue in cheek. Um, <laughs> but, you know, then it's like also really creepy. And also like her character has a lot of ambivalence about this whole like quote unquote gift that she has because she's like in the position where she sort of like has to try and help people even if she doesn't want to you know Mm -hmm. because there's like nobody else to do it um and she's very isolated and so i just really did not like this show did not click with me i don't Mm -hmm. think that it's badly done Mm-hmm. You know, I think for the right audience, like, if you dig this kind of thing, I think this could be a fun show. I just like, was mostly scratching my head, because I was like, I don't, I don't get what's going on <laughs> with this, <laughs> this show. Um, yeah. I had I had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Mpo's character is disabled. He has a, a permanent injury to one of his legs so he walks with a limp which is also like explained in some of the backstory that is explained at some point Mm -hmm. um you know i mean like i said if you like this kind of thing i would say maybe give it a go also again it's like one of these super short dramas it's not that much of an investment like i certainly Mm -hmm. wasn't mad about having watched it i just found it sort of inexplicable um mm-hmm. you know I think Jung Yumi and Nam Joo Hyuk are good in it for what they're called on to do. Mm-hmm. Um I just really didn't get this show. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not the target audience for this show. Yeah. But uh yeah, okay. you know, but somebody is. I mean the the reviewer yeah. on Drama Beans was she she they the person I don't remember if Gender was even identified, really isn't important. That person really, really enjoyed it, so maybe you will too. It's on Netflix, yeah, that's what I have to say.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, that's fair, you know. Um, not everything is for everyone,
0: no. Nope. Oh, and <laughs> it was so much easier to watch than Connect. I mean, every all roads <laughs> lead back to was it easier to watch than Connect.
1: <laughs> Oh, very good. (laughs) Well, the next show is a show for everyone. It should be, anyway.
0: (sighs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I connected with
1: this show. Yep. (laughs) Well, we're talking about Startup circa 2020, a show we've said a lot of things about. Mm -hmm. If you've Mm -hmm. listened to us, in any kind of length, any time, uh, you must have heard us talk about startup at least like once. But, um, I mean, famously in our first episode, we, you know, about Kim Son Ho, who is mm-hmm. one of the mains in, on this show. We also talked about it. And, um, Soe is that her name? Yeah. With yes. So Yusuk and also Kim Won-hae. And Kim Won-hae. So we've, Already talked about it three times. Um and we're gonna talk about it again Mm -hmm. (laughs) right now. We are not done, friends. We are not done. (laughs) If you still don't know what startup is about, (laughs) it's about what the title is about. (laughs) Mm. It is about people trying to do a startup, trying to build a startup. Mm. So, um, both Nam Joo Hyuk and also starring Bae Suzy, they are um, young people who are um, have ambitions, shall we say? Mm. Um, probably Suzy more than Nam Joo Hyuk. In the beginning, you mm. see him sort of, um, I would say, the, a little bit coasting. You know, not mm. not really going anywhere. You know, we see him. He has his own company. So he has his own startup in the beginning with his two friends. <laughs> uh, Young-san and Chol san And his name in this show is Nam-do-san. So their company is called Sam-san Tech. <laughs> Uh, the butt of many jokes in the show Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they are going nowhere they're Mm. you know nothing is happening his parents have invested all this money but there is no return so they are you know scrambling trying to like they want to do something and they're making something it's just not you know working out yet right when well, they don't and then- really know exactly like they're
0: tech guys. Like mm-hmm. they don't really know how to make a com- a company and make a product that people want right. to buy.
1: Right. So, you know, that's where he is when we, we meet him. And then mm-hmm. Susie's character is somebody who is um, working some part-time jobs. You know, she's also like not anywhere yet, but she like has lots of ideas and, also, she has competition in, in the form of her sister, NJ. And so she also wants to like prove herself because her dad is also an idea person and had tried to start up a business um, when she was little. And so she wanted to like sort of continue that legacy. Um, and then through this competition at a place called Sandbox... They meet, I mean, they meet before, but they come together to be colleagues through mm-hmm. this competition and try to sort of unite their abilities and their dreams to, like, make something. Um, so, and the story goes from there. And it's, it's, I mean, you've heard us say it. The show is so good. It is so, so good, good at everything it does. It's it's good mm. at plot. It's good at character. It's good at relationships between characters. Just everything. I don't, everything about it is good. <laughs> it's got a great OST. It's got a great OST. I mean, it's so good. We cannot recommend it enough. So yeah. Namjoo Hyuk here. Just his character growth is, mm. you know, what dreams are made of <laughs> mm-hmm. just you know you you meet him and he's your typical bumbling awkward tech guy you know he meets Susie and is like immediately smitten but of course he's mm. just like I don't know how to talk to girls mm. but I really the only thing I can do is impress her with my ability so that became sort of the catalyst for him really to mm-hmm really show what he can do you know especially mm-hmm. while they were like in that competition in sandbox it she i really think he was like i want this girl to see me i want her mm-hmm. to know that i mm-hmm. am a reliable co-worker and mm-hmm. i can make her dreams come true mm-hmm. like it because mm-hmm. it that became sort of his thesis yeah um which worked <laughs> which mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. worked and him just I don't know, realizing, you know, growing as like, okay, I had a company and it did not work out and like realizing that, you know, my talents are best used in this capacity and right. having somebody take the rein to lead mm-hmm. the company and the business side of it um, right. was also like growth, right? Mm-hmm. And then oh, yeah. the trying to work together it doesn't always you know it doesn't it's not always smooth sailing but for the most part him being a support to what she wanted to do not that he didn't have good ideas because one of their big things was his idea right but like it's a collaboration it's like truly Mm -hmm. learning to collaborate with each other um was also very lovely to see how they like both grew together And then Mm. grew apart while Mm -hmm. they were apart, growing Mm -hmm. as well. And then ultimately, you know, whatever missing ingredients they were, when they finally came together again, it, you know, it's like better than ever um, how they worked with each other. So, you know, I think you mentioned the other day offline that you thought this show is like mostly Susie's show but I Mm. I think it's really really them in tandem and I think they actually did a really good job in not like short shrifting either of them Mm. Um, maybe some focus is more on her but I I thought like even equally in like their family life and like friendship life and all that I just like the intertwining like once they came together um which was like very quickly right I, I yeah. just thought they like really like side by side, had like equal growth in their in their stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, um. So anyway, just I cannot say more good things about it. Can I? Yeah. Probably, but I mean, we could I make don't... a whole podcast just <laughs> the the Lynn and
0: Susie Love Startup Podcast. I don't know <laughs> if anybody else wants to listen to that, right?
1: But, <laughs> yeah. Don't but, want you yeah. to be sick of us talking about startup, but it's just it's so rich that like even yeah. if this is our fourth conversation and there's still like more to say about it. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, absolutely seriously. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well I think I mean I was uh I was saying that in comparison to what we're gonna talk about in a second with twenty five twenty one that both of the female leads in those shows I think sort of drive the story because they're the Mm -hmm. ones that make things happen. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I agree with what you said as far as like Namjoo Hook's characters in both of those shows also have full stories of their Mm -hmm. own. You Mm -hmm. know, I think I was thinking more on, on the standpoint of like in startup There's no story without Susie because she's the one with vision, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's like sort of where it all starts is that she has vision and he realizes that for the most part, he doesn't. Like he's, like you were saying, like what he's really gifted in is supporting the person with the vision.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So anyway, yeah, I mean, that show, I just, I've already seen it like- Twice all the way through, plus all the little bits of it I've watched here and there. And mm-hmm. talking about it just makes me want to watch it again, because it's that good. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Mm, can never get enough startup. Yep. But another new favorite <laughs> I just finished <laughs> from 2022, 25, 21 in this show, Nam Joo Hyuk plays Beck Yi Jin, and uh, our leading lady for this story is Kim Tae Ri. She plays Na Hee Do, who is an aspiring fencer. Mm-hmm. She wants to be the best fencer, and the show starts in the present, which I guess is 2022, 2021, question mark. It's like during the pandemic, everybody's Mm -hmm. wearing masks and like getting their temperature taken in the first scene of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And is told mostly in flashback through the teenage daughter of the adult Hido's mm-hmm. reading of Hido's teenage diaries. Mm-hmm. Did I say that in a convoluted enough way so people will be confused enough? <laughs> uh, the, yeah, so her, her teenage daughter is a ballet dancer who wants to quit ballet and because of reasons ends up finding her mother's diaries from when she was that age and then reads them. And that's like how the whole story is revealed is through these reading of the diaries. So Becky Jin is a victim of the Asian financial crisis, which they call throughout the whole show. They call the IMF crisis. And Mm -hmm. I had trouble finding information when I looked it up that way, at least on Wikipedia, the information is under Asian financial crisis Mm because IMF is like a global finance organization. Who cares? Uh, it it got labeled that because of an I, IMF gave bailouts to a lot of the countries that were um, involved in it. But like, to me, I was like, well, what did IMF do that caused this crisis? Nothing. IMF did not cause, <laughs> cause the crisis. So that was confusing to me because I did not know really anything about it at the start of this show. Um, and you don't really need to know about it, particularly like the show tells you everything that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, I, I what is happening here? I want to know. So I looked it up. Anyway, uh, what you need to know is he came from a wealthy family and his family is now bankrupt, like mm-hmm. because of reasons, because of the financial crisis. Um, not only are they bankrupt, but to try and protect his family from incurring his debt. His father has like split up the family at the Mm. beginning of the story, essentially, and has divorced Yijin's mother on paper. So they're no Mm -hmm. longer legally married. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like both of their sons and they're all like living in different places, which I didn't entirely follow the logic of that, but anyway, um, they're all living in different places. So mm-hmm. not only is he going through this really difficult thing that has a huge impact on his life, but he also has no support because he's basically like on his own. And because his father has essentially gone into hiding, now there are creditors who are like taking the opportunity to find anyone in the family and, like, harass them. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, Yijin doesn't have any money, but, like, creditors are trying to, like, track him down and, you know, make his life difficult, basically. I mean, they know that he doesn't have any money to give them. It seems like what they want, basically, is to take their frustration out on somebody, and he is the one who they can find. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um, So he has a tough time Mm -hmm. and you know his life has been totally upended because when all this happened he was a college student he was an engineering student he wanted to work for nasa and then he like had to leave college and was going to go into the military but then the military was like your family's financial situation is too like dire you get a dispensation from the army basically to go like earn money for your family so Mm -hmm. but then he's really floundering because like in theory you know he should get a job but like he has a really hard time finding a job because Mm. he's either overqualified because he has this really privileged upbringing um, but he doesn't have a college degree so like a lot of jobs he's they won't give him because they say he's overqualified for them. But like most of the things that he would be better suited for, he's on paper not qualified for because he doesn't have a college degree. So mm-hmm. he just doesn't know where he's going to fit in the world when we meet him at the beginning of this story. And then he encounters Hido and... And, you know, she is four years younger, she's still a high school student, and she's real upbeat, and, you know, becomes his, like, cheering section and supporter, and they form a real lovely friendship, and then they both develop feelings for each other, but it's real complicated, because by the time they're both acknowledging their feelings for each other, he has gotten a job as a an intern reporter. Mm-hmm. um, And she is, you know, now a, a fencer that is gaining prominence. um, And he's working on sports stories. And that's real complicated because he's a reporter and she's an athlete. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I really liked about this show is like sometimes there are these kind of relationships where they'll put some, um, some obstacle like that, you know, we've talked about this before of like, is this a real problem? Like, th- would this mm-hmm. really be a problem in real life? This is really a problem. Like it, this mm-hmm. is, is a significant problem. Like the, where the p- lines of professionalism are mm-hmm. between journalists doing their jobs and athletes mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the fact that you need to be careful about growing too close with the people that you're reporting about because objectivity is an important part of a journalist's mm-hmm. job. Um, you know, I mean, and that felt is is one of many, many things in this show that felt very true to the setting of these very young people who haven't experienced much of life yet, Mm -hmm. that they sort of, you know, it feels like they sort of blow that off a little bit as far as like, oh, it's not, you know, we'll be fine or whatever. And it's like, okay, but from the benefit of like more life experience, I can look at this and say like, no, that's really going to be an issue. Like you shouldn't just blow it off and say like, oh, we'll be fine because it's going to come up and it does come up. Mm hmm. So he goes through the gamut of things over the over the course of this show. I mean, Yijin really experiences a lot and experiences a lot of growth. You know, he starts out as a young adult who is in some ways had to mature quickly mm-hmm. because of his life circumstances.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But also he's still a real young adult. Like he's not as grown as he thinks he is. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just looked at both of them some of the time and said, oh, you're just you're just so such babies and you're doing the best you can, but you just don't know what you don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it does this whole series does such a great job of portraying these really young characters which with such truth and empathy you know really is not looking down on them mm-hmm. um, but showing you know showing how they are with compassion and also the sort of accuracy that I can look back and say like yep that's exactly what it it felt like for me to be twenty years old, twenty-one years old, twenty-three years old. You know, that's that is what it feels like to be a brand new grown-up in those circumstances. And mm-hmm. it's real heartbreaking, but it's so beautiful. So I think he is so great in this show. I think Kim Tae is real extraordinary in this show. I mean, she mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. is I said to you when I was first watching it, she's a force of nature. She's, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so good and was really not 17 years old when she started making this show in, you know, 2021. But I completely believed that she was every age that she was. And I feel like they both did such a great job because this show spans what does it go over like six years that they show of their story thereabouts um, from the, the time mm-hmm. that they first encounter one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, I feel like both of them do a really great job of like showing the subtle changes in their characters as they grow over time. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like all growth all at once. Like mm-hmm. they, they change a little bit, as things go on. Um, And gosh, I mean, I just would give this show, did give this show 10 out of 10. I really had, had no notes for this show. When I was reading, I read a couple recaps and the recapper was taking exception with the contemporary storyline and whether that Mm. framing device was really necessary, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was interesting. I mean, that never occurred to me while I was watching it because I was just caught up in what the story was. But I did think it was an interesting point because I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure how much it added having the... I have to think about it some more. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I certainly wasn't mad about the framing device, mm-hmm. but also I'm not sure what, what more we le- really learned from having that framing device that we wouldn't have learned. I mean, the only thing that I learned was like, I was still annoyed with her mother, even in the (laughs) with (laughs) Hido's mother, even in the uh, contemporary storyline. But Mm -hmm. anyway, I mean, I can't because it's me. I can't let it go by without mentioning the (laughs) only thing that bothered me in this show were the captions that I thought were not good. Like I don't understand why there were all these captions that you know. I mean, and I speak hardly any Korean, but like there were things in every single episode that I was like that's not what that character just said like they you know they said thank you or they said some other like very simple phrase and it was translated in some other like to say some other mundane phrase but that was not what they actually said and I was just like why did you why is it not translated how what they actually said like the one that that really stuck with my mind for some reason was after the new year's eve of you know turning the millennium new year's yeah. eve 1999 and he's walking her back to her house and what he says in korean is go in it's cold mm-hmm. i mean i like i say i speak almost no korean but i understand enough to know that that's what he said and the way it was translated was like all right bye so I was like, that, but that, like, why would you not just write, go in, it's cold? <laughs> like, I, it just, and I felt like that happened over and over in this show. So I did not understand. And the other thing about the captions that I could not get past was how his family name, Beck, was romanized B A C K back, which, like, I've never seen it spelled that way. I've never seen it romanized that way in any other. Like sometimes it's with a P Mm -hmm. um, but like you would pronounce it back which is not how it's pronounced in Korean. So that made me annoyed. So captioners, (laughs) Netflix captioners, do better. This show deserves better. (laughs) Of course, I gotta keep
1: it petty. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember those things. (laughs) it doesn't mean that they didn't happen but i just don't remember feeling anything about it or noticing i guess um so i don't know but hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know just amplifying everything or like co-signing everything Lynn just yeah. so so good Just very very good everyone is so good in it i just you know i love a friendship story it's like Mm. this friendship group is so so good together so fun and funny together um just like her friendship with go is one of Mm. the all-time greatest as well Mm -hmm. um and i just love how they didn't do any character assassinations on anybody you know Mm. like they just I mean, her little romance with Moon ji Wong was, like, no big deal. And it was just, like, a really good soft thing, you know. And they got mm. through the things they had to go through. And, like, he did all the things he needed to do to, like, keep them together. Mm-hmm. And it just I just loved them so, so much. I loved sung Wan and... How principled she is, and how ultimately she was able to like stand up for her principles, even mm-hmm. though it was like the hardest thing to do. Um, and I'm so happy that everyone like supported her, even like mm-hmm. all the other students supported her. You know, I just, yeah, everything was so so good and like so real. That's like the thing mm-hmm. is like it, mm-hmm. everything just felt so true to life, and how people would act or feel or you know everything else and yeah i would for the framing i i feel like it was i liked it because it emphasized how this is a coming of age story
0: right Mm because we see
1: the Mm -hmm. results of that we we Mm -hmm. see the like where we are now Mm -hmm. and i feel like the thing that people are most annoyed and disappointed about the show, if we didn't have that framing, it would be like tripled. It would be Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, yeah. So I feel like it's like such a nice parallel Mm -hmm. because her daughter is like sort of finding it difficult to like keep on her path Mm -hmm. and just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know that that's like, necessary but i did find it nice that like now she can impart her wisdom and she mm-hmm. became like a better parent than her mom <laughs> who was, right who was we've we like i did not like in the end of course i'm like okay right but you could have talked more with her <laughs> you could have talk about use your words i mean you know like,
0: actively withholding information that would have mm-hmm. comforted comforted her daughter that just right. enraged me
1: yeah but then i like you know i just thought that even that part was like well done mm. even though aggravating you know what i mean sure, like, sure yeah yeah i just thought like once you figure out like what is the deal with the mom you're like oh Ho. ho. okay mm. we all make mistakes <laughs> we you know it's like it's very human it's like so human so i you know you're still mad at it but you're like but i understand (laughs) like i i can like see like what happened it's still like terrible absolutely but the terribleness is not just like it's more nuanced like it's not just like one Like, to me, it's just not like a cardboard cutout of like, here's the terrible things people are doing. And just because they're terrible, you know, that like in another treatment, it would have been just that. And then. Right, right. Sure. You just hate them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's so good. It's just so good. It's so good. I agree.
0: Great job everyone involved except <laughs> you captioners i'm looking at you with a side <laughs> eye. well Susie, out of all these terrific and not so terrific shows that we have talked about today what are your favorite Namju hyuk scenes
1: i have a couple
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: hard choice how choice because really like anything in startup please like I'm mm-hmm. just um but in twenty five twenty one there is a moment like when he has been reporting for a while. Um there is the first time he has to like report on a sort of tragedy where mm-hmm. people died in like a terrible it was like a crane thing right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they were building something
0: they were building
1: something right it's not a yeah yeah, it's not a a, a done thing yeah right
0: right right right. and then
1: this crane like came came down um and people were like stuck and died and right this kind of thing um and so like him like just (laughs) the like helplessness and also i have to do my job Mm -hmm. But I'm like very, very sad for these people. But again, I have to do my job and feeling like it must feel so terrible to have to like interview people who are like in distress, you know, but him just like realizing people died, like people died here and I have to confront this kind of death was just I really like that. Scene mm. and how he like portrayed all those different emotions and all that stuff. So I really liked that one. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> on a like, completely opposite mm. emotional trajectory, <laughs> it's like in Weightlifting Fairy, when the splash happens, <laughs> if you know, you know. I just that scene is so funny and it's so brilliantly done and like he's so funny in it because he's just like eh, whoops yeah <laughs> and she's so annoyed and just you know like if you have if you have no idea what's about to happen you know it's like one of these cliche things that like turns out into something else and it's right it just makes it so much funnier just and this is like sort of at the cusp of them being friends right like it's Mm. like they've like sort of went into friendly territory and then like this happened and i don't know they just i just love like this is an example of like how their dynamic is so atypical (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is yeah really like part of what's so lovely about that show yeah. Um and like every time he he's a good boyfriend in that show I'm just like mm. you know he's so good like when she like did the overnight protest and he mm-hmm. like even though they were like actually in a fight he still came by and took care of her and gave mm-hmm. her like a coat and warming things and uh it's just so lovely. It's yeah. so lovely. Yeah,
0: they're a great couple. I love them.
1: What about you? What are your faves?
0: Um, well, the one that I chose from startup, and I mean, I did want to mention the bromance with <laughs> Kim Sun-ho, just because like there are so many delightful moments. Like the one that pops into my mind is the texting business. When he's like, don't write that. When, when <laughs> Ji-Pyeong is like, don't. Delete that
1: One um, of my faves from the Kim Son Ho um, mm-hmm. Kim Son Ho episode
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean that's a great and they're both And he's you know it's I mean it's so funny Because that was the first thing I ever saw Namjoo in, and mm-hmm. now that I've seen Him play all these different kinds of Characters that he's like You know sometimes Like real cool and Suave and not at all Like how Dosan yeah. is Um <laughs> So, you know, that's a real fun thing But the mm-hmm. the real one that I picked from Startup I actually mentioned in the Kim Won-hae episode mm-hmm. Kim Won-hae plays Do-san's father And there's a scene on the exercise playground Which we don't really have a good I'm calling it that because it's not like a real playground But we don't really have a good <laughs> name for it in English yeah. Um You know, if you know, you know, it's like where they have the outdoor exercise equipment where you can go work out. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, they have a really great heartfelt scene where father and son sort of say a lot of things to each other that need saying. But neither one of these characters finds it that easy to say things to the other one. Um, but it's a real great scene And both of the actors are really terrific In it and that's absolutely One of my favorite scenes from Startup And then mm-hmm. I picked I mean this is just sort of a sentimental Favorite mm-hmm. But uh, I picked New Year's Eve Of the year 2000 mm-hmm. Because It is To me it is sort of like The, the apex of what my heart wants for these two characters. They both go through so much and through so many ups and downs in their, like, relationship with one another and with other people and, you know, just Mm -hmm. with the world, everything that's going on. And New Year's Eve of 2000, so when it's about to be January 1st, 2001, to me is like, oh, could we just stay in this moment a little bit longer than the moment that we have, but mm-hmm. we still have, we still have that moment. I mean, again, you know, you said any scene from startup, I feel like just about any scene from twenty five twenty one. you could also say like the show is just so excellent in every regard that mm-hmm. pretty much any, any scene could be a favorite scene, but that's the one that I picked because even though I'm not at all mad about the way it ended, You know, there's a part of me that just wants twelve thirty-one zero zero
1: forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now it's time I can ask (laughs) Lynn anything. She's so excited. She's just she's so smiley. This is an easy one. It's more like a check-in with you in your K-drama journey, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you've, like, this week especially, you've, like, seen quite a few things that are new to you or trying Mm -hmm. out new things Mm -hmm. that are Mm -hmm. new to you. And um, in, like, recent times, is there somebody that have emerged as a new favorite that you're, like, I want to see... All the things they've been in mm. that, ha- you you know, we haven't talked about before or are not our obvious favorites already. Um, right. Anybody stand out to you? New faves. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, for sure, that is Well, I know that I mentioned in the Hanji Min episode that uh, while I can't really recommend Padam Padam, I did mm-hmm. really love Kim Bum, even though his character also made me a little bananas at times in that drama, but everybody (laughs) in that drama made me bananas. Everything about that (laughs) drama made me bananas. Uh So, um, I definitely am looking forward to, and things keep popping up that uh, Kim Bum is in, and I'm like, okay, I got you on my list, Opa. One of these days, I'm gonna come back around. Um, Let me see, let me see. I really, really loved... Uh, and I should look up the actress's name, but Sung Hwan, Seung Hwan in um, 2521. Mm-hmm. I just really, I loved that character. I loved that actress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had said about Bona before that you found mm-hmm. her presence sort of really comforting. Like mm-hmm. you really liked her voice and her, and I don't disagree with that, but I mm-hmm. felt that way about the actress who plays Mm -hmm. I think because, you know, and I don't know how much of this is like her as an actress and how much was that character was so grounded. Mm -hmm. Like she really did not waver. Mm -hmm. Um, And in a show where like a lot of the things were uncertain, you know, a lot of these young people had uncertain futures, like she just felt very solid and grounded, even though like her future was also quite uncertain. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really, really liked her a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else? Jung and Che is one of the main leads in Anna. And it was Mm -hmm. nice to see her again. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would like to see her do... I would like to see her do a bigger character, more like her character in Pachinko. Because her character in um, King Eternal Monarch is very not sympathetic. Mm. And her character Mm -hmm. in Anna is not sympathetic. Mm. And the character that she plays in Pachinko was actually, like, probably my favorite character from the book. But she's Mm. not in the series of Pachinko very much. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the character has a much bigger story arc in the book, obviously. Yeah. and but she's such a, a warm, nice character. And I think that Jung Eun was really good in Pachinko for the little bit that she was in it. But I would like to see her play a sort of more sympathetic character than the things that I've seen her in where she had actually <laughs> like bigger, <laughs> bigger roles. Yeah. Um, very good. That, that's what I'm going to say, even though I did not even look up the name of the actress who plays Seung but <laughs> Other people have the internet. Other people yeah. can look it up on their end. Yes. Well, friends, listening friends, what are your thoughts about Namju Hyuk? Did you watch the school nurse files and find it explicable rather than inexplicable <laughs> as I found it? Did you love the bride of Habeck <laughs> other than his hair? I mean, we have said numerous times on this show, there seems to be a viewer for every drama. So presumably there's somebody who loved The Bride of Habeck. If that is you, I mean, you can tell us if you want. We don't really, we don't have strong feelings about it. but (laughs) 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 But we want to know your thoughts about this episode, about things in general. Where can they come and tell us their thoughts, Suze? Well,
1: you can find us on the instagrams (laughs) at everyone's (laughs) everyone's at onis on opa's pod and yeah hit us up chat with us let us know what you think do you like namjo hyuk are you sad he's in the military right now he did go very quietly (laughs) i sometimes forget that he was he's currently there but Yeah. Are you excited to welcome him back when it's time? Um, for his new projects. I think he's going to have one show come out while he's in the military, which is wonderful. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So let us know. What do you think? What do you think about other opas? What do you think about all the shows we talked about? Do you agree, disagree?
0: We Mm. like to chat.
1: So yeah. It's true, and we are
0: open to opinions that are counter to our own. Yes, we are. Um, you know who just got out of the military, Noodle Emeritus Namda Room. <laughs> Noodle, no more. No, nope. who is in? I mean, out of the shows that we talked about, what? How many shows? How is many? Namda Room in, right? <laughs> he's, I mean, he's for sure in startup. He's in startup. Uh, he is not in twenty five twenty one. He That's is true. in um, the Jung Hae-in one that I'm watching right now. A Piece of Your Mind. He plays uh-huh. younger Jung Hae-in version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in something else that I just watched. Oh, he's in that airport show where stars oh. land. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, younger version of Lee Jae-hoon. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere, and now he's out of the military, so he's an official grown-up Opa. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm going to struggle with calling him that, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to do now that he's a big big grown-up Opa. Mm-hmm. You know, we love we love <laughs> the opas. The young opas, the older opas. We love them all because as Kim Sun Young said in reply nineteen eighty eight, opa <laughs> If they're handsome, you call them opa. <laughs> that's what we call them anyway. And that's what we're gonna call them next time when we come back. So we hope that you will join us then. Until then, Annyeong!
1: Annyeong!